If your house <clears throat> is anything like mine, the countdown to Christmas is on. Are there any children here who know how many days it is till Christmas? How many, Henry? Uh, 21. 21, all right. Everybody getting ready? I broke down this year and bought two Bluey, that's a cartoon character, uh, Advent calendars with chocolate behind every single door. That is not quite what Advent in the church is about. I'm not opposed to Advent uh, calendars with treats behind each door. I like chocolate. But the tone here in worship is different. It's in a different key. It's about longing and desire for peace, for change, for love. It's about making space in our hearts and in our lives for something new to be born. It's not that dissimilar from the way in a pregnant person's body, the organs move aside and get squished as the new life grows. There are a lot of ways to make space in our lives for something new to grow. You are doing one right now. Of all the things you could be doing, you chose to worship with others, to carve out this space and this time in your life for God's movement and connection with neighbor. Luke's story of the birth of Jesus, which Ben told so well that there was no need for me to read it again to you, Luke's story of the birth of Jesus is also a story of opening up space. It focuses on people with longing. It focuses on people with new life growing inside of them. But we start with old Zechariah. And old Zechariah has been around a long time, and he knows the routine. He knows how things are supposed to go. And then something wild happens, and he is silenced. That Silence is traditionally interpreted as punishment. He didn't believe, and therefore, you've got nine months' time out. But when I read this text this week, it felt like it might be a gift, a break, a relief. Notice, it's not 
that Zechariah is now surrounded by silence. It's that he has fallen silent. All he can do now is listen. One of the things that fascinates me here is that Zechariah is not just any old guy. He is a man of a lineage and education that has prepared him to serve God and connect the people with God. And he has been around the block so many times that he could teach the class on how to burn incense and say the prayers correctly. But he is silenced. And it's once he has no other choice but to listen that he finally encounters God in a new way. It's not about his knowledge and skill and education and pedigree. Those are good, helpful, but they aren't essential. The falling silent is the listening. I only took one course on teaching in seminary. I wish I had taken more. It would have helped. But the one I took, I learned quite a bit from. And as you might imagine, it was structured where there was a small class and groups of us would take turns teaching each other using different methods. And my little group of three of us was tasked with teaching a complex subject while saying as little as possible. In fact, our teacher asked us, could you teach it without saying a word? I might try that with a sermon some week. <laughs> we assigned some pre-work to our classmates, some reading and writing so that it would prime a conversation. And then we all came in, and it went against my every instinct to keep my mouth shut and not tell them all the things I knew about this subject, teach them so they would know. Instead, I listened. I learned. They learned. I always thought that was kind of just a weird experiment that I'd done in grad school that didn't have application to the real world. But in Tacoma, I had a friend who was a virologist and a, a professor at a local university. And she had done a lot of her research into um, pedagogy, into how do you best teach science so that people actually learn it. And she relied on a similar method about half the time. She would come into the classroom, maybe ask a starting question, and then it was the students 
responsibility to work through what they were learning. And she learned in the process, too. You know, I wonder if the real gift for Zechariah was that he finally had to listen to his spouse. (laughs) And I wonder what a gift that must have been to Elizabeth. (laughs) Finally be listened to. Both the experience of being silent and listening and being listened to are a gift. And some of us who have been silenced in various ways, not by God or the Spirit, but by the world, need to step in, take up more space, speak up. And many of us, at times, need to fall silent. Just listen. Receive. Be willing to be changed. Sometimes, the best thing we can offer to the world is not all our words and our knowledge the truth we think we have, but our silence, our listening, our willingness to be taught, to be moved, to be changed, made new. When we fall silent, there's space for others. For Christ, for a new thing. So let's try that for a minute. Let's fall silent and listen.